I was a little bugged that you called me materialistic. I had to do a prickly, okay? I had I'm to fine with the prickly. I'm, I don't like where you took it after the prickly. Where? Like, I mean, to get to a point where you're like, you're a piece of shit. Read the room, Monica. Everybody here is materialistic. You read the room. Everyone you're here a materialistic. Say prickly, prickly, prickly. Balmain, Valentino. Guess what? We've got Zara, Steve Madden. And I'm not for you. Exactly. So I'm just saying. But there's nothing wrong with being materialistic. Then just own that. There's nothing that wrong with it. That was my prickly. Monica, I work hard, and my philosophy is. I think everyone. I work hard. work hard. Listen. These guys no, work no, hard. We're not going to involve anybody else. No, but I work saying. hard so I can have anything I want. That's you're going to judge time. me. I want you to judge everybody here in this room. But they're not all like. Oh, I'm getting on a private jet with Snoop Dogg. I didn't oh, I say that to you. I've never yes, said that did. to you. Okay, when you don't did I? That's that not true. So I never you said that to you. That You're making shit up now. That was a fact. I have never I said that to you ever in my life. Said that. I've never said that. That never happened. You, you made that up. Okay, Lisa. Monica, that never happened. You're lying. Okay, walk away. I just want to eat my damn crepe. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby, gorgeous. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Not too bad. Oh, Kato's so cute. He's licking his paws. He's just sitting on the floor cleaning his feet. I love that dog. Love that. He's love so that. sweet. Oh, how's Chino? He's good. Yeah? Uh, I don't know where he is, but he's good. All is well? All's well. And we're in, like, officially, like, trailer city. Like <gasps> We are. We are, Shit's Blanche. coming. Shit's coming. Well, you said Miami trailer's out. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I Yeah, I've just watched half of it and I was jazzed by it. Oh, no. Nice. You know, I, I've come around on those Miami gals. I think they're fun. Well, last season was great, I thought. So good. Yeah. So good. But I'm so excited about this Beverly Hills trailer. we got to talk about it. The Beverly Hills trailer. I didn't realise it was all... Because, I, okay, I didn't realise it was all about the Kyla Mauricio because from what I understood, they had already been filming. So is this the stuff that happens at the end and we're not going to get it till the end of the season? Well, I don't know. Maybe there was a build-up or, or shock horror, maybe there's going to be things that weren't leaked to us because Rinna's not on the show <laughs> and it's going to be a nice surprise. Oh, my God, that's too funny. Is it Crystal, Kongminkov, whatever? She's fucking... Oh, yeah. I mean, you knew that people were going to hammer her at some point because they already do, but yeah, it's a do. fucking <laughs> pylon on her, mate. Uh-huh. And I, I'm enjoying Erica in her unapologetic villain era. Oh, because she thinks she's too cool for school now because she's skinny and has fucking residency. But don't you think it's funny? So when we saw the, the ac- actual actress, what's her name? Denise? Yeah, when we saw Denise Richards... Did you think it was funny that Erica said something about you can buy a a naked bundle of A bundle Denise. of naked Denise Richards. Wait, wait, for $7? And I'm like, bitch, you can buy tickets to your show for $7, so I don't know who the fuck you uh-huh. think you are. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure more people are going to buy nudie Denise Richards than are going to come to your show. Oh, totally. Denise is an actual star. Exactly. I mean, Erica, how how many gays are going to Vegas and buying tickets to your show? Like, not as many as losers are buying <laughs> nudes of Denise Richards. Exactly. I mean, I if I was in Vegas and Erica had a show on and like Adele was having a night off, then yeah, I'd go see Erica. A hundred percent. Of course we would. But we're Housewives fans. So they need yeah, to be yeah. Housewives fans who happen to be in Vegas. And Adele has a night off. 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of prerequisites. Exactly. I mean, good for her. Like, I don't have a residency in Vegas, but I'm also not on the teams. Yeah. Well, but you could. If you just married rich and had your scumbag lawyer husband buy you a career, you could. It's not like she's there on talent. No, but, I mean, she is pretty. She has to have the goods to marry the rich scumbag. I don't even have the (laughs) goods to marry a rich scumbag. (laughs) That is the talent. Oh, God. Understood. Oh, I'm very excited for it. Me too. So when when does it start? I missed that part. Is it November, December? Either the end of October or start of November. Okay, so it's soon. Oh, thank God. Soon. Thank God. Everything's coming soon and Potomac's coming soon. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking Merry Christmas for us. They're like smashing us. Yeah. I love it. Well, really, is there much going on at the moment? We've got Roni. We've got Salt Lake. Obviously, Orange County, which I am enjoying. I love the reunion set. Yeah. That um, thing they use for Marvel movies. Like, hello. Yeah, that does look cool. <laughs> it looks so cool. How come Bravo has access to that? Is that just because of the writer's strike? No one else was using the fancy <laughs> set, like the fancy like technology. And they're like, all right, let Bravo have it. Maybe the production company is trying to make some moolah with um, hiring out their sets. It looks like bloody Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, it's, like, really good. (laughs) It does look good. I'm looking forward to it. It's strange to me. Like, I know that we've had shorter seasons for a while, but because I'm an old lady and in my mind, Housewives, I have a love for it like it's OG Housewives, I forget that we don't have 20 million episodes a season anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame we don't have the 20 episodes a season. We've only got like the 12 to 15. I just, I always go, oh, shit, okay, we're, we're done. Yeah. It's yeah. strongio to me. So we've got a couple of sizzles. Do you want to do Ooh. them now or at the end? Let's do them now. I mean, I guess we've already spoken about Beverly Hills, but yes, Mo has confirmed that he and Kyle are officially separated. He did that last week, which makes sense because the trailer's coming out this week. So they were obviously told that Mm -hmm. they're allowed to, and she's told him he's allowed to say it because he's the one who's currently on the TV. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, does this make me the most horrible person in the world? But I feel like I'm already bored about this storyline. Or is it just Kyle? Do I not actually like her more than I think? Because I don't hate Kyle like you, so. <laughs> but I think I'm not that far behind because I'm like, I'm already bored about this storyline of you and Mo separating. Like, get a grip. Yeah. Well, there's some storylines that you want to see play out on camera, not in real time. And I think that's this for me. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel like less of a horrible person because someone's 27-year marriage is falling apart and I don't seem to care. Like, that's horrible <laughs> for me to say. It makes me a monster, yeah. quite frankly. Uh, well, I mean... I don't know. She's just such a horrible uh, uh, bitch. Uh, <laughs> She's just... Yeah. Oh, okay, whatever. Like, don't Do make you know yourself so to be out the victim. You and your girlfriend have tattooed your initials on each other. Why am I feeling sorry for you? That's what I want to get into. But you know what also is so funny? In the trailer, there's like a cutaway to like three or four tweets and articles about Kyle and like her body transformation and stuff. Mm. Um, and one of them's from this guy on Twitter, this bored gay on Twitter okay, who was altering the image to make Kyle look really bulky. It's that photo <laughs> where she's like sitting at the gym. So they've like face-tuned her arms to be huge. <laughs> and Bravo didn't pick up that it was a fake photo and now that's in the trailer. Oh, my God, I have to go back and look at it. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, Fun. And I don't know why I'm so excited that I saw Cynthia Bailey in a scene. Why am I excited oh my by God, that? I know. And Kim? Yes. Why am I excited by this? Because obviously 
I think Cynthia's a lovely human being, but I didn't particularly find her enthralling on Atlanta. Do you know what? I think she had a bigger impact than we realised on Atlanta. It always happens, right? Yeah. It's the same with OC. Tamara Judge leaves and all of a sudden we're like, oh, my God, we need Tamara back. Yeah. People call for their heads and then they're like, oh, no, change my mind. But I guess that's what we do. We change our opinions on a dime and we don't care. We're so fickle. We're, and we give ourselves as fans the grace. It's always like, I mean, everyone says if it's not for the fans, there's no show. But for some reason on reality TV, we really hold on to that because I suppose we have this misconception that they're not talent. But they really are. Mm-hmm. I'd be like the summer house chicks. I'd be spending the day in bed and going, whatever, God bless. Like, good mm-hmm. luck. Anywho, what else, what else? Oh, so the day, I think the day we recorded the last potty, so afterwards, you know how like there's always breaking news as soon as we finish recording? Not that it's breaking news, it's eye roll news. Scandoval has a podcast, Everyone Loves Tom. Uh, brother. Did you see the trailer for his, or the TV ad or whatever you want to call it, the pre-roll ad for his podcast, how he rips no. his shirt off? He rips his shirt off and then he does that like throws his leg over a chair and sits down and starts talking. It's like, I know you think it's funny. It's just in poor taste. I don't want to hear that. And I refuse to listen. I don't want to give him any free downloads, but I did see clips of it. And apparently he said that after Scandavel broke, he was obviously saying, I don't, I don't want to film, I don't want to film. But because he was going to be on the new Winter House, they dangled that carrot in front of him and said, if you don't film Scandavel stuff, you won't be on Winter House. But then after he filmed, they went, oh, we've already gotten like all the juice out of this. So there's no point you being on Winter House. I'm like sucked in. <laughs> I hope that is true. <laughs> but I think he's on The Masked Singer at the moment. No. I don't think it's confirmed, but all the clues and stuff, its I think it's him. But can he even sing? We've heard him live. Well, no one can that- sing on that show. Oh, okay. I've never watched it. So I thought that they were all ex-singers. No, there's all rando people. No, nah, randos. Why would? So it's like fucking karaoke with puppets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's a reason. See, the, okay, I have an unnatural phobia of what I call the puppet people. So, you know, like when you're at the basketball and they've got like the mascots, if they have a head puppet thing on, I can't cope, which is so strange because I absolutely adore the Muppets, so go figure. But I have an, like every time we're at the basketball and that tomahawk comes over to give me a high five, I literally have to turn away and not look. And go, don't touch me. And my, I think, I think the trauma lies in the fact that when I was a kid, that was a massive thing, and all like a lot of businesses had like a puppet mascot. They all were pedos, every single one of them. Uh, all of them. What? All of them. Oh wait, uh, you're frozen. You're frozen in time. Uh, no, I was. I, that wasn't a computer glitch. I was. Uh, I was processing <laughs> that all mascots are pedos. Comment. No, well, I'm not <laughs> saying they are. I'm just saying when I was a kid, like they in the were. primary school, there was uh, a bunch of them, like five or six of them, like for various businesses, and they would come around to the schools and, like, you know, all of those particular people were. Every single one of them. Wow. The IMBB, Happy Harold, oh. the, pu- the, Muppet, <laughs> the Muppet puppet in the sex, like they had like a sex van come around to do sex ed. That guy was. Oh. And there are a few others that I can't recall. But 
Yeah, they all okay. Maybe it was only uh, three, but still scarred me for life. That's that's a lot. So I can't right, I can't okay. do the puppet people, even though I keep getting told that the person that's in the hawk is the loveliest person you've ever met. I'm like, uh-huh. maybe I need to meet them sans puppet head because <laughs> I can't do the puppet people. So okay, okay. Why were we talking about puppet people? I can't even remember. From Mars Singer and Sandoval. Oh, Sandoval okay, fine. Right, right. Let's get back on Fuck track. I can get on a tangent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What did you think about Jenna wearing jeans to the reunion? Okay. I've been thinking like long and hard about this. Yes. Because my initial reaction was like, ugh, like get over it, you know? And then I thought I could appreciate it as a punk statement Mm. if it is going to be that. But I don't know if she has the chutzpah to carry off a punk statement. I don't think it's punk because her outfit was very, I'm going to brunch, like the whole thing. It wasn't like party at the top jeans at the bottom yeah and i just saw a photo of her at the victoria beckham fashion week show and she was in a suit with these lovely blue heels and i thought why didn't you wear that to the reunion like at least that looks like you're going to a fancy schmancy restaurant and not a calf (laughs) but then again okay so i'm devil's advocating but then again like when you think back to that salt lake city reunion with all the feathers Mm -hmm. what outfits better i mean that was bad if you want a completely unfiltered opinion, I was talking to my cousin Emma Thank you. Uh, about Shout it. Out, Emma. You know? <laughs> she said, I don't donate my time for 13 episodes of 42 minutes each, <laughs> nine hours a season to watch a lesbian in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Emma gets a gold star today because she's not wrong. I don't it's just a donate. little bit of effort might have been nice. I mean, there was more effort in that text message. I don't donate my time. I love you. Oh, my God. You should have texted me that. I needed a lol. Uh, Oh, my God. I love her. She's not wrong. There. And now we said it. I can't wait to see what Andy's reaction is when she walks out. Oh, he's going to play it down. Because he's so far up her ass, you reckon? I don't think he feels comfortable coming for the girls. For these girls. He will come for every other franchise, but these ones, because of the recasting, he treats them with kid gloves. Yeah, agreed. And I think it's also like he's the boss. So I'm sure behind all their backs to his actual friends that he's like, what the fuck? Because every time he reads them, I think he feels bad. I I think he feels bad. I don't know. I think he should be He's a little bitch here. Honestly, I think I would enjoy it more if he was a bit more truth slash bitchy because he used to be Agreed. back in the day at reunions. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just told he's got to keep it more profesh because he's the moderator. I'd rather him just be honest. Be honest yeah. and be a cunt like the rest of us. <laughs> what else? Oh, oh, I don't know why, but it just made me like, oh, I don't care. Again, I'm a horrible human being. Mia and Gordon split from Potomac. And I, apparently yeah. Mia admits <laughs> that she might have married Gordon for his money. <laughs> I know. It's sort of like someone saying to you, like, oh, it'll be winter later. It's like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You know, these things obviously are going to happen. Yeah. I think you're right. That's what it is. It's not a shock. And Kyle and Mauricio yeah. is definitely more of a shock. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Should Should we get into the shows? Yeah, let's do it. We've been gassing for 17 minutes. <laughs> All right. Let's just do Roni. Now, okay. uh, what did you think of this week's episode? I hate Cy. Uh, and... And it was all about Psy, wasn't it? It was all about Psy. I'm enjoying the pile on against Psy on social media. Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> I'm that. Enjoying, <laughs> I'm enjoying the social media side of the show. Look, it's still getting better, but I'm still not enjoying it. I thought this episode was boring, but... Yes, thank God. I also know that 
after a trip, the next episode generally isn't amazeballs. True, true. They'll always have these little catch-up scenes with their family and it's mm-hmm. like, why don't we just not film the week after a reunion? Because everyone's like, no, I'm catching up with my family. You want to film that? Film that. I get it. Yeah, let's fast forward through all of that. Let's just skip filming when they get back from a cast trip and hang out with their family and go straight into a party. But make mm-hmm. them all get together for lunch beforehand in little pairs so they can bitch about whatever on the trip and then meet up <laughs> at a party. I should be a producing this shit. So, okay, we're back from Anguilla and, I mean, there's a scene with Jessel and Pavitt talking about their kids. Basically, this whole point of this scene is that he's planning their staycation. But I've got to admit, the most Mm -hmm. interesting thing of this scene is them talking about quiche and chicken and waffles. (laughs) And she does tell him that Erin and Si are calling her privileged and what that whole shit happened on the trip. So all these scenes Uh are them catching up with a family member, telling them about the trip. Yeah. Jenna and Bryn are out at a gay bar. A pretty lady comes over. Bryn flirts with her and gets her number for Jenna, basically. That was an all right scene. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I mean, Jenna does get up on the stage for sort of like a standing lap dance. What do you call that? Oh, yeah. It was a quick little fun scene. I didn't. I mean, it was better than the scene with Jessalyn Pavitt. Yeah, I wouldn't mind more of this sort of thing, like Jenna being single, yes. Bryn being her wing woman. Like, that's a fun, like... story arc that we could sort of explore a bit more. I agree. It was definitely Mm -hmm. better than the two scenes it was sandwiched with. So the next scene is Cy and Erin going to dinner with their husbands and Erin just wants to make fun of Jessel and Puppet not having had sex for a year and a half. Uh, Get over it. I know. Why is she so bothered? I do not know. And this fucking Erin. So what was she saying? She wants to to fuck a middle-of-the-road gay guy? Like, that's her idea of having, like, an open relationship, but she only wants to sleep with gay guys. And, like, why would a gay want to sleep with you? Have you ever thought about that, Erin? I know. Do you think that maybe she thinks that she's better than she is? I think that might definitely be the case. <laughs> and you should see him nodding everyone. He's like, duh, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, it is a little off-putting. Like, she didn't even think about how maybe a gay person might not be attracted to her. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'll just sleep with a gay guy. And it's like, okay, great. Where are you going to find someone like that? Like, I'm sure there's bi people who exist, of course, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. But, you know, don't sh- come for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where she, Erin's coming I from. I would not sleep with either her nor her husband. Her husband, who is inches away from an affair, right? Like how, when she said, like, what would you do if we wouldn't have sex? He's like, I'll sleep with other women, like without even thinking about it. No offence. Like he's not the prettiest person on the planet. So I just don't get why they're acting like all these scenarios are a given. Yeah, that's true. Have you been out there? You haven't been out there. You're five foot four and you're losing your hair. I don't, <laughs> like you need to have a lot more money than you do. Like that is mm-hmm. marriage material. That's not a fair material. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to be paying for a lot of fucking caviar dinners, buddy, before I'd be giving it up. And I'd have to be fucking drunk. Yeah. They've definitely got tickets on themselves. Correct. That couple. Yeah. Like, there's no humility. There's no, like, no. joke about that kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just where, like, self-deprecation is really Aussie. I don't know. But I don't know. But this Erin, she's all happy and chappy to talk about it right now, but- Bryn was just like doing some harmless flirting and it was a huge fucking drama. I know. But now she's, see, she's not consistent because of the double standards. And I can't, I can't fuck with that. You're right. There's definitely one rule for her, one rule for everyone else. Yeah. She doesn't need to be talking about it in the way that she is. Like if we didn't have sex for a year and a half, what would you do? Like 
you're making fun of someone else's circumstance and then to that person's face you're pretending that you care about them. Yes. It's beyond hypocritical. It's mean. Yes. If she was actually funny, we'd so give her a pass. But she's not funny, so it just comes across as mean. And the thing is, you can tell that Erin and Sai think that everyone's going to hate Jessel, which we yes. did for the first two weeks. Correct. But they think that this pylon's going to make them look good yeah. because they assume that we're going to side with them and not Jessel. And it's like, well, I, I hate to tell it to you, but we're preferring Jessel to you two monsters right now. I mean, I love to tell it to you. And that's the thing. Like, Housewives <laughs> fans love a read, but if you uh-huh. are not funny, you just come off as mean. And we don't like mean. Yep. Basically, we're like, well, then we're mean. Yeah. And we love an underdog, so watch out. We do. Okay, so as much as I like looking at Bryn, I don't know if a a scene watching her look at antique books is for me. And crying about a dead grandma, like, I'm sorry, my condolences. Stop! (laughs) I I wasn't even going to mention the FaceTime with her brother about a tree to commemorate her grandma Mimi. Again, it's sweet, but we never met Mimi. So it's mm-hmm. hard for this particular scene to resonate with us. Well, maybe just you and I. Maybe we're the, we're the assholes. Maybe we're, we're we're boogers. But oh, what's we're boogers. Uh, what's the deal with this with this Bryn? Have we seen Bryn's house yet? No. But we've seen her go on like seven different hobby trips. We've seen her in the bath. Oh, the bath. Okay. Yeah, we saw her in the bath. I don't know why she's always looking at cars and playing chess and collecting books. Yeah. It's like fuck. I get it. You're a fully rounded person, but it feels fake. Yeah, we haven't seen her hanging at home in a tracky dax, have we? What's she hiding? I don't know what she's hiding. Maybe she's got a teeny mm. tiny apartment. Not that yeah, I'd be judging maybe. it. I don't care. Well, did, did, is she the one that got evicted? Did someone get evicted? Yeah. The other so day? <laughs> no, she didn't get evicted. I think it was back in twenty thirteen or maybe more recently. She uh, did, she didn't pay a rent for a couple of months. Oh, if it's ten years ago, who gives a fuck? But no, for, I get the impression that she sublet the apartment and the rent wasn't paid and she got sued. I think that was what happened. Okay. So it All wasn't right. that she didn't pay the rent. It was her renters didn't pay the rent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that she does have like a huge tax bill apparently. I mean, what's new? All these housewives have <laughs> huge tax do. bills. Yeah. So Uber's healing session. The only yes. thing I got out of this that I want to talk about is that when Jenna arrives, she's first and her and Uber can't stop sniffing each other. I just, they need to cool it on the sniffing. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone, like, you know, you say hello, you get close to someone you notice people's fragrance, you, you make a comment, oh, you smell great, move on. We don't need to be yeah. watching two grown ladies sniffing each other <laughs> like they're hunting for truffles Keep or something. Keep that to the lesbian bar scene. Exactly. I thought it was funny when Sai was like, I don't need healing, I'm fine. It's like, oh, Dal, you probably need healing the most. Yeah, well, that's a given, right? As soon as she said it, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, I, Sai laughing at these sort of things, again, it wasn't funny. Yeah. You know, I did a sound bath in Bali. Yeah. And I was pretty skeptical as well, but like not skeptical enough that I wouldn't voluntarily go and pay to do it. Mm. So I did it, but it was at like a a resort that was also a beach club. So we're lying there Mm. meditating and they're playing chimes and shit, but I could still hear the DJ playing outside. So I was like, I don't think I'm getting the full impact. No, you certainly are not. (laughs) No, I mean, I just think if you're not into stuff like that, don't go. Uh-huh. Like, because you're just going to ruin it for the other people. And I understand getting, like, say, for example, a fit of giggles at an inappropriate time. That I can I can get over. 
I've been there, you know what I mean? But this whole just mm-hmm. like, I'm too cool for school is the impression I'm getting yeah, from yeah, Sai. Yeah. And it's like, it's a fear-based response that you're like, I don't want to be vulnerable, so I'm going to trash talk this. It's so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's like, grow up, mm-hmm. bitch. Get a therapist. You nailed it. Yeah. I didn't mind the scene. It was fine to watch, but I didn't really yeah. get much out of it in terms of typing because I don't yeah. really want to talk about Jessel's lack of sex life again. No, no, we're done. Once this episode is over, I don't want to talk about Jessel's sex life again. I'm over it. I think it'll still come up because <sighs> old mate doesn't believe that she's gone and had sex with a husband. Like, it's not your place to believe it or not. What? And then, I mean, what are you giving a sight? You had lunch with your kid. I literally had one dot point under this oh. heading and the dot point says nothing. It says literally the word point. nothing. Oh, you got <laughs> well, a Well, yeah, so the kid the kid was mentioning what, she wants to be a gymnast or some shit. And then Sai was like, well, I actually wanted to do ballet when I was a kid, but we were poor. And then she made it all about herself. And it's like, <laughs> you can't even let your kid have a scene without you then talking about your trauma and trauma dumping on your own child, Sai, like enough. And then she's the one two minutes ago in the scene says, like, I'm fine, I don't need anything. It's like, no wonder you're coming from Jessel for, for, for talking about hardships that she experienced. <laughs> you're even coming for your own kid. Right? <laughs> okay, I'm kind of enjoying hating on Sai, I've got to be honest. What else is there to do? Because you can't like the girl. I know. So next scene is Jessel and Pavitt doing their staycation and – Okay, I have a gripe with this pavet. Oh. What I want to know is, why does Jessel have to make all the effort with the sexy outfit that's probably tray uncomfortable and this <laughs> schlub over here is in a raggedy hoodie <laughs> that looks like he bought it in 1998? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, put on a jockstrap and a harness, Pavit. Fucking oath. Like, seriously, <laughs> he's wearing, like, a hoodie that looks like he's just, you know, ran down to the bodega and this thing's 15 years old and has a funky smell. Okay, clearly 1998 yeah. <laughs> was more than 15 years ago, but, that's you know, whatever. Seriously, dude, why is it always up to the bitch to put on the heels, <laughs> wax within an inch of her life, put on, put on fucking fairy floss thong, shit that makes your gut hang out and you're sucking it all in and trying to have a conversation. Right. I think I mean she looks I think great. he was a bit uncomfortable. Like I think he was just like I'm sitting here for the film scene and then we can be real and normal once the cameras are down and then we can bang. Okay. Well I just why isn't there lingerie for men? Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind right. seeing a little lace number. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. He'd rock it. And also, I don't think there's anything that weird about doing a status run for airline miles. Like, that's normal. I don't get it. Not everybody does it, but I think it's normal. Explain it to me. What's a status run for miles? I don't... It's a thing, obviously. Yeah. So, it's like with Qantas or whatever. Yeah. You know, you want the the gold or the platinum tier because you get all these extra benefits. And to do that, you have to fly a certain amount. Right. So, it's a huge thing with Qantas, like here, where people will just go on a flight from like Sydney to Brisbane to Noumea to Brisbane to Sydney to Melbourne to Sydney over one weekend. And that way they've done like, you know, six legs of flights and they've gotten this many points and that means they've earned enough status to get up to that like gold or platinum tier. Okay. Why would you spend your whole weekend doing that? Like what are the benefits? Well, they, some people just like really enjoy flying. Like they're like airline geeks and shit. Okay. And they're flying in usually business. So it's not like it's, it's cumbersome for them. Mm. And then when they do want to then go and fly long haul Sydney to LA or whatever, it's easier for them to get business flights on points. 
and then they get like lounge access they get all these extra perks so i think he's just done that like that's what she said and i think that's i don't know it's pretty standard for a certain type of people these days it just kind of sounds like a waste of time to me i don't i don't personally get it time and money it's a scam but the people who are into it are so into it really they uh-huh. want to sit in a confined little seat just so that next time they can get an upgrade for free? Yeah. Okay. It makes no sense to me, but I'm not going to yuck on his yum. Good on you, Pavit. I just wouldn't go to v- all the way to Vietnam for one day. Like, you're in Vietnam. Stay for at least four days. Do some shit. True, true, true. Fine. You want to fly to fucking, you know, Texas for the day. Shout out, Texas. Mm-hmm. But why would you fly halfway around the world? For points. He must, like you said, he must really love being on an aeroplane. Yeah, I think he does. He must just love it. And I don't get that. And so that's fine. Thank you for explaining it to me because I thought it was a little creepy slash he was lying. So, okay, it's a thing. It's a thing, people. Who knew? Because then I think Sai's going to run with the story and Aaron that he's, I don't know, seeing a prostitute there. And I just don't think that's the case at all. I mean, please, if you're going to see a prostitute, no one's flying all the way to Vietnam for a prostitute. You can just, like, go around the corner. Like, that makes no sense either. Yeah. (laughs) But I have to say... Like, so we find out that Bryn actually picked out the lingerie and she's definitely better at picking lingerie than Jenna's Christmas tree Oh, yeah, slip. true. She looked great in that lingerie, by the mm-hmm. way. She looked she beautiful. Really yeah, she looked banging. It was stunning. I was like, oh, what kind of lingerie is that? Maybe I want to get that one. Mm-hmm. You know you like it when you want to, like, Google image it. So, you know, yeah. cute, cute. Next scene, Uber has a bath and FaceTime with Bryn. Again, what happened in that scene? I just glazed over. Nothing. It was like nothing happened. Okay, good. I didn't even give it a dot point. I just wrote bath time slash FaceTime with Bryn dot point nothing. Yeah, I wrote the word nothing. <laughs> I can't leave it blank, people. I've got to write something. Okay, there's basically two scenes in this whole thing, right? So the next scene is Sai and Jessel have lunch. Yep. Jessel asks for this lunch. Sai mm-hmm. gets there 20 minutes late. This Jessel uh-huh. gets there, was it like 40-something minutes late? 41. 41 yeah. minutes late. I didn't write that down. Okay, my thought is, though, who makes lunch plans for 11? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Who makes, like, of course I'm going to be late. That's my mid-morning. Shit always pops up mid-morning. Uh-huh. You don't be making plans for 11. And also, if you do, you do not be late. Because if I've made an actual food-consuming plan with you at 11, I'm clearly not going to have breakfast, which means I'm going to be hangry. So don't be fucking late. Okay. All right, Sai. Sai was already 20 minutes late. I'm sorry. If I make a plan to meet you at 11, I'm getting there between 10.50 and 11.10. No? So you're not you're not a housewife. I think Jessel's playing chess while Sai's playing checkers. I think Jessel wanted to be late. You reckon? I don't think it was an accident. And I think Sai wanted to be late to make Jessel wait. And I, I feel like Jessel preempted that and said, well, nice try. I'm going to be extra late. I was wondering if it was their production call time. Uh, well, I don't know. That They might have delayed her while marking her up on the street. <laughs> they might have. I don't know. I don't know. I just, you're right. It's, it's fucking hilarious. I think it was a power play. Well, it was fucking good because it fucking yeah. pissed Sai off. <laughs> Maybe Jessel was forced to have a lunch plan with her and went, I don't want to fucking go. I don't give a fuck if she likes me. I don't know. I was hangry for them. That's all I'm saying. I mean, no text, no call. If you're going to be 41 minutes late or even 20 minutes late, you text, you phone, nothing. In the real world, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I think it was intentional. Ah. 
Okay. So, yes, we've already spoken about the whole staycation, about Pavit going to Vietnam. But Jessel really wants to talk about how Sai thought that Jessel was comparing her upbringing to Sai's and she wanted to make sure that Sai oh, yeah. knew she wasn't. Do we think she was comparing? Yes. I don't think mm-hmm. she understands how to express empathy without just going in on the compare and contrast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because she does it two minutes later. She says, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it, but then she does do it by comparing Sai's mother being an alcoholic to her living with one of her uncles who was an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay, part of me is like, yes, Sai, you're right. Jessel's doing it again. But also part mm-hmm. of me is like, well, isn't it similar? I know what it's yes. like to live with an alcoholic authority figure. Sure, it's not the same thing. It wasn't for the same amount of time. And, yes, she wasn't a little kid, so it's not traumatic in the same way for a five-year-old that it would be for a 20-year-old. So I guess, yeah, I just talked myself into a corner. It's really not the same thing. Well, that's but the thing is, like, you can still relate to someone and say, oh, something similar happened, and it doesn't have to be the exact same. That's true. And I get that Sai isn't particularly asking for Jessel to relate to her specifically. Yes. But I think where Sai gets tripped up is she just is making it like a competition. Yeah. And it's like someone can be sharing a story and that doesn't mean you have to automatically be thinking I've had it worse. Yeah. And I also think maybe Sai just doesn't want to actually talk about it. So she wants to hear things about Jessel, but she doesn't want Jessel to only try to talk about things where she thinks that Sai will understand and relate to her. She doesn't want to talk. So I don't yeah. want to talk about it. She mentioned, she spoke about it once. Yeah. She doesn't want to, she even says, I don't want to be just talking about this. So I has got to deal with her shit. And I think she'd be mm-hmm. more open to Jessel's conversations. Mm-hmm. But there's also an element where if someone's bringing up a story and it's not as traumatic as her her background, she thinks they're not, they're not being real. She's like, that's fake. That's fake. And it's like, well, no. She thinks it's an invalid point. Yeah. Maybe Jessel's not comparing. Maybe you're the one doing the comparing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know why this has to be happening in episode 12 and not three years ago when these people were meant to know each other, like off camera, you know? Yeah. And look, Jessel did say, I kind of have a similar situation. She didn't say it's the same, but I'm not going to lie. I did groan as soon as I heard those words come out of her mouth. I'm like, oh my God, Jessel, stop doing it. She doesn't want you to tell her stuff that relates to her story. She doesn't want to relive her own story. Tell her something different. Yeah. Basically, Sai gets the shits and leaves under the pretense of, I got to go. And you were late. So that's pretty much the episode. Or did I miss anything? I've hit capacity on talking about Roni right now, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So next time we <laughs> get to see Uber modelling, Sai bitches about the Jessel lunch to Erin. She wants to now talk about Pavit going to Vietnam and she wants to poke holes in that. We see a quick clip of the husbands and wives together and they're basically trashing Pavit to his face about the Vietnam trip. So, of course, Jessel is pissed off she kind of says she's pissed off about the mean girls, but we know she's talking about Erin and Sai. And then uh-huh. Sai gets the shit, walks out, and Pavit calls her bipolar. I do love when, you know, I don't usually love when a husband gets involved, but I think I'm going to enjoy it in this instance. I think we are, yeah. I don't think Sai realises that she's the villain this season. Well, Erin's the villain. And, no, they both are. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it is the both yeah. of them, yeah. As much as, like, I'm not, I haven't enjoyed all the episodes, I'm definitely invested. Oh, okay. I'm definitely invested. Like, you know, I'm talking about this shit like a care, so, and I am saying bits I'm going to enjoy, so I think we're getting more invested than we'd like to admit, Nathan. I think I'm getting reverse invested because I've sort of come around to the idea that not all of these women are going to be brought back next season. 
And so I'm sort of just thinking, why am I getting attached to Sai? Like, I'm not going to get attached to her. I think she's not going to last. I think that they'll all be on next season. I don't think Bravo yeah. is going to shake up a brand new cast in one season unless someone says they I think they, they, they should. What I want to know is how many episodes, you know, the chick that quit while they were filming, oh, yeah. how many episodes was she in and how good were those scenes? And maybe that's why some of these episodes have been boring as shit because they had to cut out all the scenes that this other girl was in yeah maybe and because like i heard someone say like the first episode talking about the cheese and stuff it wasn't actually about the cheese they're all talking about this other girl and whatever happened with her it was never really about the cheese i don't know then explain it to me yeah exactly do you want to um, move on to Salt Lake or Below Deck Med? Sure, I'd love to. Okay. I love Salt Lake. Let's do Salt Lake and then we can have a quick chat about Below Deck Med. Perfect. How in-depth do you want to go into the Salt Lake? Not too in-depth. I only wrote two pages. Whatever we want to talk about. Hey, listen. Oh, wow. I watched the – was this the first episode with the intros or was that last week and I missed it? Or was that oh, like ages know. ago and I missed it? You mean like the taglines? Yeah, the taglines, that's it. Oh, we've heard them for a few weeks. Okay, so I normally skip everything to it. Like I literally will hit skip, skip, skip. And this is the first time I actually heard the taglines. Oh, okay. We didn't talk about them, did we? Maybe I heard them before and then I forgot. But Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this fucking tagline of Lisa's is one of my favourite taglines of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm on a mission to serve Lisa and I love that for myself. <laughs> I do the worst Lisa impression, but I love it. That is the best yeah. fucking tagline. And I think Whitney's is a bit shit because you know how like Kyle on Beverly Hills will always be like in this town or growing up in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like she'll always refer to that. Whitney's going to be always referring to the faith. Yes, exactly. Sorry, I thought you were thinking of in this town because Meredith has in a town full of dirty lies, everyone can use a bath. I didn't mind that. I thought that was clever. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, Whitney and the Faith. Oh, get over it. And she's always acting like she wants to be this fucking mediator. It's like, I get a bitch, I've been to therapy too. It doesn't mean you know how to be a therapist. Like, I liked Whitney better when she was a fake lawyer, not a fake therapist. Yeah. I want Whitney to go back to that. Go back to like digging and sleuthing on people's business and leave yeah. the therapy to a qualified professional. So, okay, how in-depth do you want to go into this? Do you want to do a scene-by-scene scene or do you want to just talk about the scenes we want to talk about? Let's just talk about what we want to talk about. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about? Well, so I think, you know how we were just saying it in New York, like the opening scenes were just people t- recapping the trip and it was a bit boring. Yeah. But I could have listened to Meredith explaining what happened to Seth like all day long. Like I loved that that was the framing device at the start of this episode. Oh, how she was talking to Seth about what happened. Yeah, that was yeah. good with the little flashies. That was yeah. really good. It was a good recap. I enjoyed it. And because she's so like cuckoo and like her line <laughs> delivery, like I don't know what she's on this season, but I'm fucking loving how bizarre she is. Yeah, she is a little kooky magoo, isn't she? She totally is. You're not wrong, actually. I wonder, I mean, I can't be like hormone balancing. Whatever she's I on, it's, just it's, fame. it's not mixing well with alcohol and I'm obsessed. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the nastiness and the rumours. <laughs> You want to go there with husband? husband. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. It's so funny. And that you can leave. Oh, oh my I love God, it. that is a good one. Oh, it just made me goosebumpy all over when I did that. Okay, I am such and a And like, 
Lisa is killing me oh. with this materialistic stuff. Oh my god, like, it is so, it's so good. Funny. What did she, she say? She said, "I." Go, go, she said, go. "I appreciate nice things, and thank God somebody does. Otherwise, <laughs> Dolce and Cabana would have no customers." <gasps> oh my god, I love <laughs> it. And that and. What's the other one she says? She says something like, I'm not materialistic. I What does she say? My hobbies are just more expensive than yours or something like that. Oh, my it's God. So I love it. Funny. I've got to find that line because she, she says it way better. I'm pretty sure it was at the end with the fight. Yes, that's right. I'm not materialistic. My interests are just more expensive than yours. Oh, my God. That floored me. I laughed so hard. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. While while I'm not particularly enjoying Monica's side of that fight, she's bringing out so much humour from Lisa that I just, I love it. I am enjoying Monica's side of the fight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I'm enjoying it because I am Monica. And in real life, I would be saying the same things that Monica is saying. But Monica, mm-hmm, this isn't mm-hmm. real life. These people aren't your real friends. They're your colleagues. And Lisa's not wrong. Every single person is wearing designer clothes. Like you, yes. you're not reading the room. I mean, yeah. Meredith was wearing head-to-toe Valentino. Like her outfit mm-hmm. was probably seven, eight grand. Wow. Like my whole wardrobe isn't seven, eight grand. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. I did actually. I've got to say the best part with Monica when her and Lisa were starting the fight when she was like holding the plate of waffles. And Lisa was like, oh, I work hard. And and Monica's like, I work hard. Everyone works hard. These guys work hard. And it's like, was that the first time that someone in Housewives history acknowledged the wait staff standing right next to them? That yeah, was maybe, but, so good. But the guy making the waffles was like, why am I in it? <laughs> I was shook at going, oh, my God, this is seriously the first time that the wait staff standing there basically being extras in a scene mm-hmm. were acknowledged. In how many years have we been watching Bravo? Like, well, she's not last wrong. week in Palm Springs. Meredith got the waiter to be securities. So oh, that's true. <laughs> that well, that is the only time that we acknowledge the staff when we're th- when we're ordering our food, when potentially we're <laughs> thanking them for our food, and yeah. then when we want one of them to kick one of our friends out. Other than that, they're like <laughs> they're live props. That's the thing. Yeah. Treating them as an extra as opposed to a prop. So, yeah, Monica had a good point then. And then why was Snoop Dogg getting brought up? I mean, <laughs> leave love. Snoop Dogg out of it. Poor Snoop. Could you imagine if someone actually directed his attention to that? He'd be like, I don't know these bitches. <laughs> and Heather's <laughs> like, I've also got a photo with Snoop. <laughs> oh, at least Heather had the goods to back it up. She had, a, she had photographic evidence. Now, yeah. did that photo look like it was taken in 1991? Yes. 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 I mean, she said she was on a plane with him. Were you really on the plane with him? Or were you at a Snoop Mm. Dogg concert and you got back? Whatever it was, (laughs) she had a photo with Snoop. Lisa, if I wanted to fly with Snoop Dogg, I could. I'm like, I don't think so, (laughs) So Lisa. I just, I don't see how that would happen. You're not 20, so why does he want you on the plane? Like, these women in particular, the, the Housewives of Salt Lake City, do you really see them and Snoop Dogg like running into each other that much? Well, I guess they do, but, but it's just like the most bizarre celebrity to pick. If they said Tom Hanks, I'd be more like believable, you know? Well, yeah. Snoop Dogg? I mean, there is Sundance. Does Snoop Dogg go to Sundance? Oh, maybe. 
I don't know, but it was strange to be bringing up these middle-aged white women bringing up Snoop Dogg like that. And Lisa's like, I never said that. I believe that she said it. Well, the thing is she never said it to to Monica. She's like, I never had that conversation with Ah. Monica. Monica was just eavesdropping. Well, no, didn't Monica say that she was dropping something off to Lisa at the airport for For Jen? Jen. And she said it to Monica. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either, but it's fucking funny. Yeah. Do we want to talk about what Monica brings up about Angie? Of course we need to talk about that. With her husband. Okay, I have a bit of an issue. Unless there is evidence, I think it's a bit rich and fucking bullshit to call out a guy and saying that he's sleeping around with other guys simply because he's a hairdresser, is my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's how the rumours started. However... Mm Whitney gave me so many eye rolls in this episode. And I don't mind a Whitney, you know that. But her in confessional going as a strong ally in the community with her connection with Glad, I expected more from Meredith. It's like Whitney played Monica in this whole scene, in my opinion. She pulled a Lisa Vanderpump Mm -hmm. and got Monica Mm -hmm. to do her dirty work. What do you think? Yeah, well, I was wondering that too. I knew knew Monica was being played. I just didn't know by whomst. (laughs) Do you think Meredith actually did spin this rumour and told Monica, wanting Monica to bring it up on the show? Well, no, because Meredith didn't say anything to Monica. Meredith said it to Whitney and Whitney told Monica. There it is. Meredith put the thing in Whitney's by saying I have shit on her but apparently didn't tell her what the shit is. I don't know if I believe that. And then when Mm -hmm. Monica's like, I've heard the rumours, everyone's heard the rumours. I'm surprised you haven't heard the rumours. Of course Whitney's heard the rumours. She wants to drop the bomb but she doesn't want to be the bomb dropper. Yeah, well, she did a really good job. You're right. Visually, as me watching it, it was so Captain Obvious but Monica Mm -hmm. doesn't know what how to play the game and I'm not saying that Monica's an idiot because it is different to watch it on the TV and be in the situation in the moment so no judgment Monica but you will learn that you got fucking played yeah new girls get played she got mugged off by Whitney completely and Meredith tried to do it to Whitney but she did it to Whitney last season with, with yeah. the whole fucking rumours about le- yeah BJ's for jazz tickets so she's like I'm not doing yeah. that again but instead of letting it go, she literally is sitting there with Monica saying, I don't want to be involved with that shit. Remember when they were having, when they met up at the bar mm-hmm. and she's like, mm-hmm. and even fucking Monica's like, are you scared of Meredith? She's like, no, I just basically she doesn't want to be a punching bag. Mm-hmm. But you just got Monica to do it all. I hope Monica realises. And she acted shocked. Oh, that was bad acting. It was so Captain Obvious. <laughs> Like, Whitney is not the world's best actor, but obviously good enough. And and do I think Angie's husband's fucked a lot of guys? Yes, I do. You do? But uh, I do. I, look, I have no gator, so don't ask me. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wasn't shocked when the rumour came out, let's just say that. Really? Why? Yeah. What gave you that impression? Because he's a hairdresser. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop <laughs> Really? Uh, to be fair, we haven't really seen that much of him, so I don't know. Well, you can't be a straight male hairdresser. Of course you can. I've never met one, but I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Have I met one? I have. I've met one. You can talk. If you want to talk amongst yourselves, fine. No one's going to stop you. I, I'm not clearly, I'm not one to judge that. 
But again, I'm not going on the national TV going, your husband sucks dick. <laughs> but I think they've they've given Angie a gift in a way because she has been so outraged and angered and I couldn't tell you what about. And at least now she's got something tangible to fight about. It's, it's like, okay, true. now I know why you can be mad at Meredith. I don't know what you were mad about before. You're not wrong. I'm trying to think of what Meredith did to her for her to be mad. And I don't have any she, recollection. She called her a pit bull or something. But like, she was already mad before then. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. They were already. I don't know, Angie. Why wasn't Angie invited to the Trixie Motel? I can't remember why. Something off season or something. Not enough for me to She's, care. Angie's done a terrible job of getting us on side, but if she she can use this, this is perfect. Yeah. Because realistically, in the real world, she'd just probably be saying, "It's not shit I haven't heard before. What do I care?" Yeah, exactly. You're married to an effeminate hairdresser. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying yeah. he's effeminate. You're married to a hairdresser. You're gonna get those rumors. Yeah. Your husband sucks some dick. You're gonna get those rumors. <laughs> Like, like, who cares? But then there's that whole, like, and they've got an arrangement. Well, if that's the case, then what's the gossip? Well, yeah, exactly. If it's arranged, great. If there's something going on in that way and she knows and she's fine with it, then what? there's nothing salacious. So I wouldn't be adding that part in that she knows and it's an arrangement and their marriage is a sham. It's not a sham if everyone's aware of what's going on, for starters, you idiots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It's, mm -hmm. It's more of a sham if she doesn't know. So let's just stay on that track. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The affair side of it. I do appreciate that Monica just straight up said, oh, her husband fucks other guys. <laughs> like, whereas a few years ago on Dallas, like it was you know, behind closed doors <laughs> on a hot mic. Yes, Sucking that's dick true. at the roundup. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, he fucks guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she's not afraid. And I love how this this Angie just is like, right, I'm going to confront Meredith. And she storms over to Meredith and she's like, do you have a minute to chat? I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, Angie. Oh, it's comical. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this episode. And then like Mary's chaos. Mary. And like walking around with a coat in the pizza. Like I do enjoy her presence. Okay, what is it with Mary judging food that isn't takeaway but then having the gall to judge <laughs> Monica about the fact that she's at somewhere where there's like a fucking full dessert bar, she's eating said dessert and Mary's coming for her for there not being a vegetable <laughs> on her plate. Tell it to the fillet of fish. I know. You wouldn't eat in, in the fucking, was it Arizona or wherever the fuck they went? You wouldn't eat <laughs> at all Springs. food prepared by a chef. You had to only eat at the McDonald's. Yeah, she's crazy. And Mary, with this whole I'm a fashionista, every outfit she wears looks like it's a hand-me-down. It's too big. Oh, yeah. This this thing she was wearing with the tassels or whatever it was, it looks like someone cut up her coat. And she put it on thinking it was designer. It was ill-fitting. It was terrible. And I know fashion's risk, but that wasn't a good one. And she acts like like she's constantly coming for other people's fashion. It's like, you think you're fashionable. Nine times out of ten, you look terrible. You're just rich. Yeah. Speaking of fashion being risk, what do you mm. think of Angie's sunglasses that made her look like an X-Man? Um, they're terrible. They look terrible on her. Terrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. But if she yeah. enjoys them... I didn't find them offensive. If she enjoys the look, you go for it. But was I going, yeah. it's fabulous? No, it wasn't fabulous. No, I thought she was going to shoot lasers out of her eyes. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I didn't think her Fendi onesie was particularly gorgeous either. No. Oh, I did like, was Lisa the one wearing like the denim two-tone number with like. That was cool. I loved that. That was cool. 
I love yeah. the way Lisa dresses. She dresses for her body and she's got a body to show off. So I enjoy watching it. Look, as much as I'm coming for Mary with her fashions, I did agree with her about Heather and the necklace and the turtleneck. It was terrible, but mm-hmm. I don't expect Heather to be fashion forward. And if she wants no. to wear a bedazzled blingy number, again, if you're a comedic genius... You can get away with whatever the fuck you want because I did well, not notice how bad that outfit was until Mary pointed it out. You know how Bad Mormon was such a success? Do you know what the the name of her second book's going to be? No. She announced that the other day. What bad Dresser. <laughs> Very funny, motherfucker. That's, that's a little joke. So I am actually listening to Bad Mormon. Is it good? Well, not enough that I, I'm remembering that it's on my audiobook. I keep forgetting. It's yeah, all right. Okay. It's fine. But it just reminded me of when... The first scene when Lisa's talking to Meredith when they're getting facials and she's going on about her kid going on mission. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know that much about Mormonism other than it's a cult. (laughs) Before Heather went on mission, she had to go to the temple for some sort of ceremony. And Uh you know the garments that they wear when they're married? Oh, yeah. You wear them on mission and then once you wear the garments, you wear them for the rest of your life. Crazy. Like the first time she put on those garments was when she had this, um, the ceremony in the temple and that was it. Like they have to physically touch your body. So obviously you've never, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm assuming you've never put a bra on and walked around in it for a day. Don't assume. Well, <laughs> but no. they're not the most comfortable things to wear. You can't wear your bra under your garments because your, your garments oh have gosh. to touch your body. So you put on the garments and then, then put your bra on over the garment. How fucking uncomfortable and stupid is that? I'm sorry, it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. So this boy is going to have to wear garments for the rest of his life if he wants to be a practising Mormon. Wow. I don't understand at all how Lisa can be happy with him going on a mission knowing she sells alcohol and clearly Uh she does not wear garments. Clearly she didn't get married in the temple. I don't get it. Me neither. It's an oxymoron, mate. I don't get it. Anyway. The only other thing I want to say about this episode, Mm. uh, that scene with Lisa and Meredith getting facials or whatever, Meredith says at one point, it's not healthy to dwell. And I just (laughs) laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I was so distracted by Lisa's side boob in that scene. Did you see, like, every time the camera pointed at her, more side boob popped out of her top? It was very distracting. So I missed a lot of what happened. All I heard was blah, 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 Mormon mission, blah, 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 après ski, blah, 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 boob. Yeah. Every time that camera yeah. went on her, there was like more. It was one of those tops that went in and then out from your underarm. So if you're lying down and you don't have fake bubbies, as they say in Jersey, it just falls out. I was waiting for a nip slip, honestly. I was trade distract. Okay. Let's move on to med, I think. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was very enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. Salt Lake's bringing the goods this season. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm like still surprised and shocked that I'm enjoying it. Not because Jen's not there, but because of how, like, it was a slog last season. Jen was holding it back. It was emotionally taxing for sure. Mm-hmm. What did you think of episode two, Below Deck Med? I thought this was a much uh, slower episode. It wasn't as interesting. No. But... I am still enjoying it. I love the setting and I think the cast of characters are really going to come to a head now that we're getting Toomey and Kyle on board. I think it's going to pick up. Yes. I think also because they were down to crew members, they just had to work. There was no moments for like crew banter. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I find Natalia annoying. 
I am agreeing with you. That fucking wig she had on her head was the most deplorable thing I've ever seen. I wanted to throw her overboard. It was tacky. I thought that is, it was tacky. It was disgusting. It wasn't five star. No, it wasn't. It made me angry, viscerally angry. She's another one like Erin. She has major tickets on herself. I like a bit of confidence, but the arrogance is just unappealing. I don't enjoy arrogant people. And she thinks she's the best at everything, but then she feels the need to ask you for a performance review, and unless you tell her she's the best of the best, she gets the shit. She's not going to like it. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. that's a narcissist. Oh, she's a narcissist. Okay. There it is. What was the deal with the decorations? Like, excuse me, you should be doing the service. Yeah, she fucked up on that one. Anyone can do the decos. Well, clearly not, though, because <laughs> she walks up after they were supposed to be setting up for like 10, 15 minutes. And, I mean, this, what was her name, Brooke, this third shoe? I get you're yeah. like, I'm not great at decorating. Sure. But at least when you blow up a balloon, would you like to finish blowing up the balloon? They look like sad sack balloons that have been on the floor for four days. Well, she hadn't even taken stuff out of the bags. I know. Yeah. She was in such distress that she froze. Then get the second to do it. Why did Natalia have to do it? And then send the second who doesn't like to take. No, no. So the second, she annoys me too because she's like, I'm a follower, I'm a follower. I only want to take direction. And then she isn't great at taking direction. It's like, no. well, 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 what do you want? She's not because she's like, I'm into EDM. I'd be great at setting this up. Well, don't say that in confessional six weeks later. Say that to her face in the moment. Yeah. All Natalia's got to work off is no one knows what they're doing, so she's into do mode. Pipe up. She's a follower that can't follow direction, and that doesn't make sense to me. And Natalia's a leader who thinks everyone's an idiot, so. Yes. And, okay, this this Natalia, this open relationship is doomed. Oh, she doesn't know what an open relationship is. You don't ask if they've slept with someone. Yeah, what was that about? I'll tell you what I think that's about. Tell me. I don't think she's asking her boyfriend if he slept with someone because she wants to know because she's uncomfortable with the situation she's asking him if he slept with someone because she wants permission to fuck luca whoa i think you're right she wants to know he's done it so she can go do it now okay as much as i think she's in the wrong for asking him if he slept with anyone that's not how this works if mm-hmm. I was in an open relationship, I wouldn't want to know. That's the whole point. Don't tell me. I don't mm-hmm. want to know. There are rules to follow, like, you know, don't fuck my friends, obviously. But you yeah. have to trust each other enough to know that the other person will follow the rules, which is sometimes why they're harder because that person has to respect the boundaries of an open relationship, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't make life easier. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're on international television. Regardless of whether Uh he watches the show or not, if you fuck Luca, he will find out. You needed to have had that conversation before. How do you feel about me sleeping with someone and it's going to be on TV? Mm, That's a different story, yeah. That is the only time you want to have a conversation about who you're sleeping with other than your partner. And if it was Mm -hmm. me, I'd be like, no, I don't want you to do it on the TV because it will come back Mm -hmm. to me. And the whole point of us doing this is we don't know who the other person slept with. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, yeah, I do. Or are you like, well, sorry, that's his problem. He wanted it and this is her job. It sort of feels like I don't know where the desire to be in the open relationship was coming on. Well, it's coming coming from from the boyfriend. She said, I fell in love with him before he brought this up. Right, right. But he doesn't seem that comfortable with it. 
like, so it's like, why do you want to do it then? Well, who doesn't seem comfortable with it? Either of them. The way they're talking at night, texting, like. He's not comfortable with her asking him, did you sleep with someone today? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. If you're in an open relationship, you don't say, hey, I slept with someone today or did you sleep with someone today? You don't talk about that. That is none of your yeah. business. That is the timeout that you get from your relationship to be single and selfish. That's what yeah. the whole point of an open relationship is. But was he asking her, like, if there were any hot guys on board? Did he say that? Well, he only asked her that to flip it around. Ah. Uh, I think he's right, cottoning right, right. on to why are you asking me that? Like, you're allowed to do what you want. You're stuck on a boat with hot guys. Like, don't make this all about me. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that felt uncomfortable, but I see what you're saying. I think he's not dumb. I think he's cottoning on to why are you constantly asking me this? Who the fuck's on board? Because she's never yeah, been weird. in an open relationship. She is thinking if I did something with Luca, she would feel guilty. She's not interested right. in an open relationship at this stage anyway. Wow. She doesn't know what she's doing, which means she shouldn't be in one. Well, she is going to get fucked later in the season by Toomey and Kyle. <laughs> They're going to fuck her over. <laughs> Can't wait. This Look, at the end of the day, Natalia's just got a lot of growing up to do, but she's resisting the growing up because she thinks she's the bee's knees. What did you think of the end scene with Toomey? Where Toomey was sort of coming in hot, but she Natalia was. was taking everything personally. That's the thing with Natalia. I understand when you care about your job a lot, it is difficult not to take it personally. I understand that often that goes hand in hand with a person. So I personally think that as a leader, Toomey came in way too hot. Her saying like the organisation is a shit show to Natalia's face, like Natalia is a very self-assured person. So when she Mm -hmm. turned around and went, ah, excuse me, obviously there's going to be a clash But Toomey doesn't know her like that. So what if she was the kind of person who would get so upset that it would also affect her performance because she would have self-doubt? It's a bad move on Toomey's part. But I think Toomey got the skinny from Kyle about Natalia and has already decided that she doesn't like her. Ah, that makes sense. Remember they were stuck in immigration together? Yeah, yeah, Could you imagine being stuck in immigration at the airport for days and days? Is that where they were? They put into a hotel or something? Well, they might have been put into a hotel, but they might have also just been stuck in a room at the airport. But then why did she arrive before Kyle? Oh, maybe because her paperwork was was done. Yeah, maybe they were in hotels. I don't know. I don't quite know. I know. They need to explain. I I see what you're saying. She she came in wanting to sort of assert her authority. She did. But when she was like, no, I mean, like, the way the boat's arranged is not how I do it. And it's like, what you, a chief stew doesn't rearrange the ship. No. Like, Like, you can move things around in some cupboards. You're not going to move the couch. You mean the cutlery drawer? The yeah. cutlery drawer was yeah. a shit show. So what? It's one fucking drawer. I don't, I'm confused. And the whole that there's glasses here, there's glasses there. Well, a cupboard's only as big as a cupboard is. Like, you can't put every fucking yeah. glass in the one cupboard. Natalia's not wrong. There's actual glasses and bars on every deck. It's convenient. But also, that's your chief stew. Just shut up. Oh, it's not going to work. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Jimmy's obviously never been a chief stew. Like, coming in hot like that, like, you need to 
get these people's trust and respect. Telling them it's a shit yeah. show, no trust, no respect. If it were Aisha, she'd be like, oh, thank you so much. You've really saved our bacon. It's so good, doll. You're the best. Oh, great. Amazing. I'm just going to move the glassware, though. <laughs> exactly. Um, because, yeah, I think it, I think it's better uh, if I move it here. <laughs> exactly. But, but thank you so much. You've done an amazing <laughs> job. Whereas Toomey's like, it's all shit. <laughs> it's like, it's not a fucking shit show. There's no dividers in the cutlery drawer. That's not fucking Natalia's fault. And again, stop making me stick up for Natalia. It's going to be interesting to watch. And did I hear Captain Sandy that Natalia and Carl are sharing a room? Big mistake. Don't Huge. get the sh- Yeah, I don't know. I feel like almost it would make more sense if a deck crew member and an interior member shared a cabin. Because they don't have to see each other ah. all day. Everyone does different start and different finishing times w- within a team. So it's not that's not helpful. I think it would be better like bunk with someone mm. who you're not face-to-face with for 18 hours a day. That's so true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. I didn't realise the guests were allowed to sleep on the couch. Oh, that was funny. And then I didn't think I was allowed to vacuum around them. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, I would. but he seemed to sleep through it. Out like a log. Yeah, he was. He was sitting up too. God, that would hurt your lower back and your ass when you got up. Yeah, but he had those noise-cancelling headphones, so. Ah, oh. So, of course, as we guessed, Luca's made bosun, which, you know, we all knew that was coming. I wonder who the decky's going to be. Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we know. I don't think. Maybe it's someone we don't know because I don't think it's been on socials. Oh, because did we not move the, the girl over? Who was the stew, the deck stew? Did she leave the ship? Yeah, she left. They said it's going to be her last day and we've got someone with experience coming on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're starting to make me hate Captain Sandy. Oh, good. (laughs) Because I'm noticing all her micromanaging. Uh Her watching them out on deck, like put the toys out, like her watching them do it, it's like you're Uh the kind of bitch who'd watch someone reverse park. Yeah, that's exactly her. If you want to watch them because you're their captain, of course, by all means watch them. But can't you do it from the bridge? Do you have to stand Mm -hmm. right next to them Mm -hmm. as they're doing shit? She's just – she's a trained micromanager. I'm not a fan. And she's slobbering all over fucking Luca. Like, I know Luca's cute, but yeah. he's turning all the lezzies straight. Like, even, <laughs> even um, what's her name? Um, is it Laura? Laura's kind of into him. I think Laura would definitely jump ship for, for Luca. What's he got? Like, I know he's pretty, but he must have some, some pretty amazing energy because everyone is all over him like a bad rash, including the Captain Sandy. True. True. And Sandy, she must be buddy buddies with Captain Jason because she's like, Captain Jason recommended Luca. Captain Jason recommended to me. I trust him with my life. And it's like, geez. Yeah. Where where did that relationship come from? I don't know. Maybe no one else was available. It it sort of sounds like Captain Jason, hashtag in brackets, production. Mm, uh, Yes. Have recommended to Luca and to me. Maybe they produce both shows. Maybe. I feel like Captain Sandy knows where her bread's buttered. I think she, Agreed. as much as she's like, oh, I care about, you know, ship safety and all that, she's also caring about being on TV. Whereas I think with Lee, it was always ship first. Yeah. Job first. Yeah. And the TV was just a bonus. Well, Captain Sandy does have a wedding to plan, so maybe she needs the cash. Maybe. That's kind of it. The crew night out was pretty much of a muchness. Mm-hmm. The guests were pretty boring. So 
Yeah, it was slow. Yeah. It was a slow episode, Agreed. but I, I didn't mind it, especially because obviously, as you said, we've got Timmy, we've got Kyle, all will be well in our world there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just love a blow deck. It's just, it's so rancho relaxo for me to watch them. Mm-hmm, me too. They watched it on Gogglebox this week, Gogglebox Australia. They watched Below Deck episode one. Oh, cute. Is it good? It's good. They all could not believe Ruin with the documentation. Oh, really? I believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're used to the dramas. So, okay. Yeah. I'm just going on the page six for any new sizzles. What has happened? I haven't seen this Real Housewives of Miami trailer, so obviously I'm out of the loop. Larsa Pippen is in the hot seat. Apparently she's been called a pathological liar. Who was she called a pathological liar <laughs> by? Was it Gertie? Must have been Gertie. I don't know. I, in the trailer I did laugh because there's – who's the one that you hate? Is it Adriana? Yeah, Adriana. She was saying to someone, you are a poison. <laughs> you are a poison. <laughs> it's so dramatic and ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, no, it is Gertie. Gertie and Larsa go at it, so I'm up Great. for that. Gertie needs more to do, so that's good. Didn't she, um, doesn't she have cancer? Isn't she going through treatment? I think she is. Oh. Yeah, like, I mean, like, full chemo, full bald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, poor baby. So, I get it. It's like, I've just been through hell and back. I'm not putting up with your bullshit. I totally get that yeah. reaction. I like Gertie, so, oh, my God. I, and then, obviously, you know, Julia just went through that with Martina, so I'm assuming that mm-hmm. her and Gertie will be bonding a little bit. I hope so, as mm-hmm. if you don't need fucking support when you're going through that shit. And then, of course, we've got Lisa going through her terrible divorce. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great it's season. It's going to be really good. And, of yeah. course, we've always got Marisol. I don't – look, I know Marisol has said some problematic shit. I get it, but – she is really morphing into Mama Elsa, so I'm enjoying her. <laughs> I really like. And then the only other one that I find kind of boring now is the other one. What's her name? Nicole? The blonde one? No, not Nicole. Oh, yeah, Nicole, whatever. Marisol's bestie, Alexia. Oh, what's her face? Yeah, yeah. Alexia, yeah. yeah. she's. Um... Oh, she'll come out with something crazy soon enough, don't you worry. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she's so pretty. I find it very, like, I could just watch her face. I mean, she's not my type. I don't want to do her, but she's, <laughs> she is very pretty. I like to see what tweakments she's had done in between the seasons. Because <laughs> yeah. her face is starting to move less and less. So when she gets animated and her face doesn't move, it's very like, you know, when you look at those paintings and you've got to like pictures and you've got to stare so that when your eyes Oh, the go, magic eye ones. The magic yeah. eye ones. That's her face to me. Yeah. Good times. All right. Well, All right. we've been recording for Let's a million moons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, feel free to leave us reviews, negative or positive, and you can go to at effing bravo. And um, I just want to thank everyone who does send, like, pet pics. That does really oh, yes. make my day. It's such an yeah. effort on your part, and I really appreciate it because I just swoon over mm-hmm. all of them. Oh, speaking yeah, of send which. Send them in. Keep them coming. Your puppy is so cute on the pillow behind you. God, you've got a tough life, Chino. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Thanks, darling. Alrighty, bye. bye.